You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby. Yes. Come on. Okay. What a look. If you want to kick off doing two shows a week, this is this is the right show to uh, to to get that started, don't you think? This is the way to go, baby. It's the MLS playoffs. <laughs> And they, they do not disappoint. <laughs> they clearly do not, man. I, I didn't know what to. You know what? Usually, you saw these. Uh, you know the way the the seating ended up in in the playoffs, and you're like, all right, we know who is gonna get through. This is these boring ass matchups. Let's get ready. Let's get going to these Eastern and Western Conference semifinals. But no, 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 no. Some some of these uh these these Cinderella stories. Uh, from these teams, they're trying to—they're trying to make it feel like March Madness out here. Oh, they're making it feel like something, man! It is wild time out there. <laughs> uh, it is absolutely insane. Every game has something crazy happening in it. We've got karate yeah. kicks, okay, and all of Kar- this—all <laughs> of this, this whole second episode, all of this, our ability to sit here and talk about this, as opposed to waiting for the entire weekend to talk about it—it's all because of you, exactly. the fans, the Gully Squad. That is right. So if some people, if you're listening to this and you don't know why, why are, why are the Cooligans doing another episode this week? Uh, and it's uh, it's because we've been talking about Gully Squad and we've been trying to get people to to help us get to a place where, uh, you know, where we can where we can do some more soccer content. Right. And also, uh, you know, kind of feed our we have we both have uh, six children that we don't feed. Uh, and this is all we got it. Yes, it's all true. We got it. And look, and all they say every day, they're like, Papa, uh, when are you going to make enough money doing a soccer podcast so you can feed us? And I say, get back in your dungeon. I'm a bad father. Yeah. That's the point I'm trying to make. Keep making those wallets, kids. <laughs> so uh, so through the kindness of the members of the Gully Squad, you will you are helping those kids not make wallets anymore. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank you for joining and, and helping us get to this place because it is, uh, you know, we, we, we take pride in what we do. And, 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 you know, and frankly, people are supportive and, and they want more of what we do. And, and it's nice to not have to wait uh, a, a whole week for, uh, you know, to, for, for, for the Cooligans take on, on these big knockout games in, in MLS. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful to get a second episode? So if you want to help us continue to do this, all you got to do is go to our website, join the Gully Squad, and you can have more than just one episode a week. It's not bad. We're going to be in your voice. We're going to be in your voice. We're going to be in your head. <laughs> We're going to be in your ears. We're going to be in your mouth. This is going to be everywhere. We're never going to be in your mouth. <laughs> And that's so, when people start to cancel their subscriptions. <laughs> so, uh, with yeah, so uh, that's that's the plan here. Uh, and look, it, it's been cool. We we've uh, we've been starting to like uh, gather the troops. You know, like we we created the the secret the super secret Facebook group that nobody knows about. Uh, and the and people who should be a hunter. 
<laughs> so so people are people are joining and people are are, are is gully squad members are getting to communicate with each other chat it up being like yo you love the cool again yo i love the cool again and that's mostly what the the whole message board is uh but people, but that's people professing their love for us <laughs> exactly we did say we were starting a religion and uh you, you know we're, we're starting small we're starting with facebook right so uh, so if you want to get in on that, you want to help us, uh, you know, again, make more content. You want to help us just just survive in this soccer landscape because you enjoy the cooligans. You need to join the Gully Squad. And there's obviously a bunch of rewards. Uh, you can get uh, uh, merch. You can get a, uh, you can get stickers. You can get um, a T-shirt. You can uh, play us in FIFA. You can contribute to what we talk about on the show. We, this second episode could be what you want it to be. You know, there's there's I don't know how many other comedians are making soccer content for you. So this could be your opportunity to. Be be like hey there's a there's i love this subject or this thing about soccer i would love these two comedians uh who uh who are very terrible to their children uh i would love if they would make jokes about this particular thing that i want that i want to talk about that i want to hear about so uh that's where you do it that's you join the gully squad that's how that's how you make that happen hell yeah and one of the things we're going to do in this episode not only do we have a great interview coming up with a sporting kansas city left back who is you know, hit the top of the news <laughs> recently. That's right. Uh, he's currently cur- MLS. One of yeah, the currently on hot. Talk about <laughs> this first round of MLS he's, playoffs. Oh my god! Yeah, th- this this player is currently uh, on holiday, uh, but he's uh, he's great. So we, we are going to be joined by uh, Seth Sinovic of, of Sporting Kansas City, and uh, he was awesome. And we're so happy that uh, he joined us. You, I know if you, you guys recall, we spoke to his homie, Matt Beasler a couple weeks ago. And, uh, and now, you know, we got, we got to get the other side of the, of the, of the conversation of, you know, especially for these two best friends, uh, because we only got one, one side of that. So, uh, yes, like Alexis was mentioning the, the MLS playoffs, right? Uh, the knockout rounds. Can, can we start in the order that they were played. Can we talk about that, Alexis? Can, is that okay? Yeah. Well, let's just go with the way you decide because you're the one who picks the order. <laughs> okay, cool. I just want to make sure uh, that, you know, the control and uh, the creative control of the show is still held by me. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, no, I don't I'm want just that. here for some zings, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you go ahead and do all the work. Hey, <laughs> where's my zing man? All right, cool. Zing man, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody say wingman? No, no, no. What's that thing, man, buddy? <laughs> okay, so let's get right to it. Uh, first game up, NYCFC against the Philadelphia Union. Uh, oh man, uh, I, I don't know if you know um, if any anyone listening might be. This might be the first time you're listening. Maybe you're you're tuning in because you heard Seth Sinovic is going to be on the show. But uh, the cool games, we are based in New York, and we 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 tend to have a, a, a little bit of a vested interest in uh, in uh, NYCFC mainly because we uh, we're the owners of the team we are from we're recording this in Dubai yeah yeah uh, absolutely. so my name is Alexis <laughs> Etihad Guerreros <laughs> okay and my name is uh, Christian Alshuk Polanco yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> MBS so, for short <laughs> so um, NYCFC played against the Philadelphia Union this in the first uh, knockout game 
Uh, they win this game three to one. And uh, this we were j making jokes earlier this week about how this was uh, th this was the second leg uh, of of uh, of this of this matchup, and it was it was uh, it was held at held at Yankee Stadium for both legs, which is probably it was just grossly unfair. But uh, that's what ended up happening. But this uh, I, I was at the game. Alexis was not. He could not make it. Right. What what you were at a, a, a what a casino gig? A very bad casino gig. <laughs> yes, that's right. There's a casino in Yonkers, New York. Yonk I don't know Yonkers. Ooh. Yonkers is where the Locks and DMX are from, and they decided <laughs> to give them a casino. Wow. They don't they don't they don't play uh, card games there. It's just all dice out no, there in the YO. No. Just video CeeLo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You don't even there's no it's it's not actually a casino. You just bounce dice off a off a brick wall. It's, it's just somewhere it's an, in the middle it's of the street. An air conditioned alleyway. <laughs> with a very okay, nice really, rug. And yeah, you gotta get and ask if you want drinks, and they bring it to you in brown bags. It's a bit much. <laughs> okay, but it's it's for ambiance, all right. You gotta keep. That's what you pay <laughs> you for. You gotta keep it. <laughs> so, so that's why you pay you pay that dude on the corner to to turn in that alley. That's what you pay him for. That's uh, right. So they got, they got security <laughs> now. Uh, it's it, uh, it was the worst. I got picked up super late. We got there late. I was supposed to. Uh, go on at a certain time. I ended up going on 35 minutes later. The food was terrible. The money's good. Only reason I didn't. It's the only reason I didn't get to go to the game. But I did get to watch a good portion of the game in the car. Uh, they do send a car for you. And instead of sending an Uber, they send a old school limo driver uh, mm. who doesn't have, a, doesn't have a smartphone, doesn't have <laughs> uh, modern day navigation, he just, has a cigar in his, he just has a cigar in his mouth. He just has a cigar in his mouth. He's like, where do you want to go, kid? I know this city like the back of my hand. Tell me where you want me to go. Also, <laughs> show me how to get there. <laughs> this guy was the worst oh, driver. Man. He didn't know anything about the city. I think the last time he lived in, he went to Brooklyn was in the 70s. I think he actually told me that. Uh, so this is the guy <laughs> they sent. And then when he got to the show 40, 49 minutes late, I think it was totally 49 minutes late. Uh, the last thing he said, he's like, yo, don't tell nobody because I don't want to lose this account. <laughs> yeah, this uh, just so people listening know what what the life of a stand-up comedian is like. This is basically it. It, it is the life of luxury that you imagined. Uh, it is. So, yeah. If I told you I was <laughs> doing a gig in a casino with free food, good pay, and they pick you up in a car and drop you off, you would think this dude's living the life. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be like, yo, how'd you get that gig? I want that. Like, you should go apply to be a bus driver and get out of that, <laughs> get out of that business. You're doing life wrong, buddy. Uh, so it was trash. Um, so I had to miss a game, but I did get to watch most of it. And that Ishmael Tajiri Shradi goal was oh. absolutely amazing. Oh my god, just for just genuine chef. Fuck mouth kiss, uh, you know fingers. Oh my god, it's just great. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, seeing it live was. There's a couple of things, right? Because the complaint, you know, and, and this happens more during the playoffs because the you know NYCFC is on a national stage and and Twitter goes bonkers because they're like, as soon as they turn on the t TV and they start watching the game from the from the weird camera angle, they're like, yo. This field, why is this field so small? How does MLS allow this? All right, and just to, just to sort out everything for the people that always have this complaint, this is 
a, a legit, legitimately uh, allowed size field in FIFA. FIFA is cool with this. So uh, I'm not saying that I'm a fan of it. I'm just saying that complaining of how, why, you know, why they allow it is pointless because that's where we play. And there's nothing we can do. <laughs> Nobody can do anything about it. All right. If you're going to complain, why don't you come up, move to New York, advocate for a new stadium, get into politics, get the get the Blasio out of here and help and then help New Yorkers get a new uh, soccer stadium. So so enough of the complaints. But you start seeing that uh, immediately because everybody's seeing their team play. It could be Philly. It could be anybody. It doesn't matter. But watching that go live, it. it it the field did feel small. It, it, it was it was legitimately, you, and you might even see me like on camera celebrating this goal. But I I couldn't believe he even took the shot, and he took he took the shot so fast that the it, it looked like it like a prof, like a professional player, uh, uh you know, taking a, a a crack on a on a futsal pitch. You know what I mean? Like where, when you, you know, when you play on smaller pitches, everything, everything, when you see a better player, everybody just seems, they, they just seem faster. They seem clearly better than everyone else. That's what that, uh, Shradi go where, uh, you saw the defender and you saw Andre Blake not even react fast enough because they didn't expect any of that to happen. Uh, I mean, who, who would have expected that to happen? I, you shouldn't do that in a video game. You're wasting an opportunity. There's just no yeah, reason to ever do that, and he did it. He did not care. It's a reckless shot. It's a reckless shot. But look, he he did a, the, basically the same thing in Toronto a couple weeks ago, and we we have to get used to that. Shradi is a a real real threat. You know the the last time, you know they uh, they won the game, so obviously they're going to be playing against Atlanta. But the game against Atlanta, that was the game that Shradi pulled his hamstring chasing Miguel Amiron. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. But, uh, you know, that is sort of you sort of wonder, like, if he didn't even go through that uh, injury spell where he missed uh, a couple weeks, you know, where he where he would be uh, throughout the season. But Ishmael Tajiri Shradi, the law firm of Ishmael Tajiri Shradi is as is doing great by us. By the way, <laughs> yes, we we coined it. Uh, other people, uh, you know, are using it, which as they should, right? That's fine. Yeah. I mean, a, by the way, you know, we, we don't have to be coy about it. Shouts to Andrew Weeby. <laughs> of used, course, you know, used it on. I guess what I, I forget what the name of the show is. It's the one that's on like uh, Periscope and it, and it was it, yeah yeah it was the the, the post game uh, MLS uh, you know on MLSsoccer.com yeah uh, Andrew yeah so that was it was it. it it feels good to see that kind of uh, acknowledgement. Yeah, like yeah, we put that out into the ether, and and now people are people are using it. You know, we made that sketch, and then and now people are like kind of uh, you know referring to him that way. And that's like, all right, that's pretty dope. That's like a, that's like a fun little thing that we that we got to kind of uh, create and put out. It, it into was the born world. born in our podcast, and then we made it into that sketch, and now people are quoting that, which is insane. This dude has a nickname because of us. Yo, we're giving we're giving out people. We're like we're like the Trump of soccer, Nick, nicknaming everybody. You know, let's let's never be that ever again. <laughs> no, man, we 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 agree with everything he does and says, right? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent down the line. 
fine. <laughs> We're just the worst human being you could think of. We agree with everything you said. I could have. I could have also said uh, George uh, W. Bush, who also gave people nicknames. Remember Brownie and all this other stuff. But also, not not a huge fan of his policies either. So I, it feels like if you're a politician that nicknames people, you might be an awful person. Yeah. Also, <laughs> we need to uh, change how people uh, feel about people who give nicknames because we are here giving nicknames. And we're pretty dope people. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but we're not politicians. And uh, yeah, we have uh, the criminal record that won't allow it. So, right. the, we're not allowed to run for <laughs> office anymore. <laughs> so, we keep trying, but they don't let us. Uh, but the, the, the Shradi goal, absolutely incredible. Overall, the uh, Philadelphia Union, a uh, shout out to all the Philadelphia Union fans and listeners to the, of, of, of the show. I know people were, uh, the Philly, you know, F- Philadelphia Union fans are not exactly like Philadelphia Eagles fans, you know. They they carry knives, but they're smaller knives. You know they're what I'm saying? Knives. They're smaller knives. They're like they're, <laughs> so, they're Swiss, Swiss Army knives. <laughs> they're reasonable people, all right, compared to Eagles fans. So, they, you know, they were talking a lot of smack and being like, yo, uh, Philly's gonna wax you guys and all this, all this stuff, all this nonsense. But look, it's they Philly lost on Sunday to uh, to NYCFC, and it was like, dude, it was this, and it was the same exact scoreline. It, it was just, it was, it, it was a 180 minute game. That's all it was, and, and Philly they did make not one different change. They couldn't do one <laughs> thing differently. They could. I mean, they could. It's a shame you with you know you got a practice think, run. Yeah, a lot of people were saying like, you know, I was even worried of, uh, about that. I'm like, oh, look, they 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 just played a game. Then four days later, they're playing again. They're probably gonna be all right, you know. They they, they got a feel for the for the field, uh, but no, they got to that field. They were like, what's this field? Hey, why is this so small? What you know, like they 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 like they had the the men in black. Uh, you know, memory loss thing, and they didn't remember that they just played there a couple of days. They got ago. there and they're like, "Oh God, we should have prepared for this." <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I should have crammed uh, a little bit. So, yeah, and then the goal. Um, I, I'm not even giving credit to Trotty's goal. How about Villa's flick onto <laughs> onto Trotty's run to to even make that uh, make that goal even possible. Villa was spectacular. So was Maxi Morales. Maxi, again, with the, the third goal and that beautiful uh, chip over Andre Blake. Uh, just a shame. I, I think Philly just completely unmatched, uh, uh, overmatched. You know, they, they, they can't. NYCFC is just not a team they can really keep up with. Uh, and yeah, but we're, that's saying we're talking a lo- about NYCFC that has all its pieces, right? NYC was a, NYCFC was a very different team. The last few months compared to Yangel Herrera, who's just, I mean, absolutely a monster. And I can't believe that guy's 20 years old. He looks 35. Uh, (laughs) You got uh, uh, Moxie. You got uh, uh, Chishore Shradi back. Ring. That core right there, that midfield and that defending is just out of this world. When you have that, when you have all the pieces, it's just a completely different team. They're so hard to handle. So Shradi uh, got the start over Medina, and Medina didn't didn't play this game. Going in the plus, you think NYCFC is that the lineup they should go with? Uh, you know, Medina and Shradi are probably the the two. I would say Medina, Shradi, Matarita are maybe the three that can like you can depending on the formation. Those are the three you can kind. Of, those are only two of them are gonna get a spot, but those are the three that seem to be the most interchangeable. 
Yeah, I mean, I would not change that lineup one bit just because it seems like it's so hot. And the worst thing that happens is you go into a game, let's say the Atlanta game, so they're playing Atlanta United in the next round, first game here in New York City. Let's say the first half of that game, they've got Tajuri Shradi on lock. You can switch them out for Medina in the 60th minute or at half. It's not that big of a yeah. deal. I like the chemistry between Villa and Shradi over the chemistry of Villa and Medina. Yeah, because Medina, I don't, I, Villa and Medina and Medina on the field together is like a really bad school in the hood. Ain't no chemistry classes. Ain't no chemistry. <laughs> wow. Alexis. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I know, I, I know what school you went to. All right. Oh, I, I had no chemistry. We had Bunsen burners, but we didn't have chemistry class. <laughs> you were making different things in that classroom, <laughs> right? That was much more of an entrepreneurial class. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's not chemistry not class. Chemistry. It's not Chemistry cl- it's not chemistry class, it's business class. All right. <laughs> business. B I D N E S S. All right. Teach. You gotta <laughs> I could teach you a little a thing or two about this business. <laughs> teach you got an eye patch. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so it's a very different uh, yeah, I, that well anyway, that Medina and Via, that's that. Yeah, I think uh they, they they look good. I mean, it's not much there's not, not much complication to that i mean as far as you know nycfc getting their first actual playoff win uh i think this this might be better and i mentioned it before i think this winning this game is probably better for them in the long run throughout the playoffs and just building building that confidence having that feeling of like we won this game and 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 now let's keep going as opposed to uh, you know, uh, getting the buy, losing the first leg, being bummed, and then ha- having a mountain to climb in, in the second leg. So, uh, so props to them. Props so, to them. Uh, uh, let's go. Let's move on. That that the next game, and it was in the Western right? Conference, Portland against FC Dallas. So now we have to we have to address this right because the cool against FC curse. Dallas, the cool against curse. It seems to be. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems to be like a thing. Uh, that's a it's a real thing. I don't want to believe it because you know I, I I'll say this: FC Dallas did lose this game, right? Uh, in, in at home, in to to very few fans. There were very few people there. I think it was something around ten thousand. Uh, just a this is I think this was just a general thing across the league. It was Halloween, whatever. But FC Dallas, uh, ever since we went there. They have been losing. Uh, they've lost every game since. since. Well, they but can't lose anymore. They can't lose anymore. So that's pretty good. Hey, All right. So that. I don't know. <laughs> so as of right now, they're undefeated in MLS because uh, was, you know their their record went back to zero. So yeah, that's right. So they, uh, yeah, they're, they're they're good. <laughs> they're, they're good. But they did lose a game before we got there. So I don't know. I can't. I, we didn't start the curse. Uh, that's what I'm saying. We might. We might have piled on, but I don't think. Uh, it, it. You know, it's our fault. But they do lose this game to the Portland Timbers and uh, two goals from Diego Valeri, and just a, a lot uh, in, in this game to take in. But first, the reason uh, we're talking about this in just in this somber tone, right, is because you know our our dad, our papi, he uh, he lost this game, Papa. and I don't. Papa Oscar Pereira, the you, you know whose interview you may have heard this week already. Uh, if you haven't, go ahead and listen to that. Uh, just uh, it, it's the episode before this one that you're listening to. So, I I felt bad because I you know 
I, I love my, my Timbers friends. I love my FC Dallas friends, you know. So it, it's difficult because somebody's going to lose. But watching, um, watching his post-game press conference, I don't know if you saw this, Alexis, but you know, you know when we spoke to him, how, how soft-spoken he is. But he's, he's soft-spoken but stern and very, very poignant and very, like, he can get, he, he, like, he almost can see through you. He, he, he speaks with so much emotion and passion, but it's, but it's subtle. It's almost like, he a, was, it's like a drill sergeant, but that knows you yeah. and he's whispering in your ear. <laughs> yeah like he knows exactly what to say to like just shake you to your core uh and and he was in the press conference he was just so sad i mean the, the, the expectations for fc dallas were so high this year especially with they were oh they were in first place you know for uh, for the last couple weeks and and then they just they really just dropped the ball the last uh, um the last th- three four games so they they lose this game, but Portland deservedly won, and with the with the fact that just Valeri the 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 free kick the the first goal that he scored was absolutely just gorgeous, uh, and it, it was it was a I want to say Giovinco esque free kick, a, a just a, a completely unstoppable free kick that there was no no keeper in the world would have stopped it. Two goalkeepers. On opposite ends of the uh, of the uh, like on opposite posts wouldn't have stopped that. Yeah, yeah, very much. Uh, and FC Dallas might need two goalkeepers because I don't know what Jesse Gonzalez was doing most of that game. Well, they he have couldn't two stop goalkeepers. That. Jesse Gonzalez <laughs> when he's good, and Jesse Gonzalez <laughs> like this last game. It's so strange because you know what? A year ago, two years ago, he was in the he was in conversations to be the number one the future number one for the u.s men's national team he switched from mexico uh to play for the for the for the u.s and it has ever since that decision he's been definitively a worse goalkeeper uh it, it is a a real shame because he had the the year that they that they won the supporter shield and that they won u.s open cup he was a, a star he was great and then you know he's been losing his uh his starting job this year and last year and he has he just it's just such a strange thing uh to see but he the 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 second goal that they gave up was i mean he he couldn't have looked any worse i mean he out off his line just flailing around and a still a, amazing goal from valeri but it, there, there was a lot of that he, he just poor decisions uh from gonzalez and and it's just sort of Concerning to the point where he, I don't think he might be the best option for goalkeeper at FC Dallas anymore. I, I don't know if that's I think necessarily he is. The, I think he is, but uh, clearly his confidence and his consistency are shot. But you know, he's just too good of a goalkeeper. I think to maybe they just need more competition in training to uh, keep him on his toes a little more because he's had moments where he sort of slipped. But every once in a while, you just remember like, oh yeah, that's right, he's incredible. It was weird because I was talking to a, a couple of FC Dallas uh, supporters uh, at, at the tailgate uh, about Jesse Gonzalez a little bit. Just like, you know, you, you everybody, you know, when you're not a fan of a, a particular team and you don't know the fan base as well, just like some people uh, may not know, like when, when Ben Sweat got uh, a call up for the men's national team, you know, then there were so many people 
you know, from from MLS Twitter and it's just soccer Twitter. We're just like, yo, who is this dude? Who is this dude? And then, and then it's like, it's on it's on NYCFC fans to be like, yo, he's good. This is why he's good, and and sort of defend the selection and explain sort of his uh, uh, his uh, his experience and his career. And I was asking about Jesse Gonzalez, and and people have like this weird like love hate relationship with him, where they 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 just don't understand some of his decision making. But regardless, he's also the, a kid, though. I mean, you know, you don't want a goalkeeper that's that young anyway. So if you know, because if a goalkeeper makes a mistake or two or has a bad game, that's not like a midfielder having a bad game or making a mistake or two. When a goalkeeper makes mistakes. It's because the goal, the ball is being let in the goal, so uh, it costs. Yeah. It costs quite a bit. So that's sure. what you want. It's just weird. It's just weird based on how great he was two years ago. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, but he's going to have ups and downs. I think he's just going to continue to get better. But you're taking a big risk by playing and starting a, a young goalkeeper. You just are, and this is the yeah. risk. Is that sometimes you know they're they're very Jekyll and Hyde ish. Yeah. So uh, regardless of that, I mean the 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 Timbers. Uh, you know, Lar- uh, Laris Mabiala got a red card, and so this is this is what's surreal in the fact that at it was, this was at what the fifty eighth minute. It's fifty eighth minute, and you're you're only down one nil, and you're up a man. FC Dallas not winning this game is it, it's a bigger it's a bigger loss for uh FC Dallas than than. Then it even like if they were even uh, you know uh, on 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 players you you sort of understand but the fact that uh, this losing when you're up a man for for pretty much you know uh, half an hour is is kind of absurd and uh, then there was the, the goal there was a goal that was uh, denied by uh, VAR. Uh, that Red Ziglo scored. This was in the this was in the twelfth minute. But the reason this uh, it, that happens all the time. But the reason this was interesting to me. I was, I'm watching this game and I see that when he scored, he does the the you know he, he puts the ball under his shirt like you know my wife is pregnant or whatever. Yeah. But then then the goal was uh, taken away. So what a I mean to hurt somebody's feeling. That's a, that's the worst. That's the best celebration. That's the most exciting one, right? Where people are like, "Oh, cool, he's having a baby," and then uh, video assistant referee is like, "No, you were that. We, no, you're not allowed to have that baby anymore. We th- yeah. we're taking that baby from you." You know, it's just like a Everyone terrible. You saw that. <laughs> so so VAR is like uh, heartbreaking uh, in uh, in a new way that I didn't really even think about beforehand. Yeah, that's that. You know, I I do love VAR, but it, it does suck when you take some of those personal moments away. But then also, don't you go celebrating before you know for sure? <laughs> sure, I guess so. But yeah, you have to, to. Props to Gio Severizzi, man. I mean, the job he did. Remember when the season started? It looked like they weren't going to win a game ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I yeah, I remember being at the at Rebel Arena for that four 0 loss to the Rebels that they had. So uh, they did not have a good start. Yeah, and look at look at how far this team has come. I don't think anyone could sit here and tell you exactly what his tactics are. I don't think anyone can tell you how he's done it. But I know I can tell you this: he's done it, and and yeah. the team is looking that more than anything, Portland looks fun, you know. And it's a different style of fun than like Atlanta. Atlanta's fun in that sort of structured, exciting style of of talent or exciting level of talent. Portland is fun because you're like you have no idea. 
Portland is a lot like a guy saying he's going to fight you, and he comes up to you with like his hands up like a boxer, and then all of a sudden you feel a kick in the back of the head, and you're like, I don't even see him move. <laughs> sure, I was very talented. Uh, <laughs> pugilist. Yeah, uh, is there someone behind me? You know, that's, that is Portland. Yeah. Portland I, I, just, I wonder. Again, I, I want to say this. Can we just – we can make up our own rules, MLS. Just find a way – to get Piatti and Valeri on the same team. I love oh both of them so much. <laughs> they, I mean, they would be best buds out there, man. They, they would have a, what, what a team that would be. I'll bring uh, the Mate. I mean, Piatti's <laughs> 33, right? So he's only got like a year or two left of being at this level. I mean, you got to find a way to get those two on the same team. It's just the two of them are just like such great leaders, and, and, and they're so creative, and they don't look like they're fast. You know, they look like they – are subcontractors in, in Argentina. Like they just don't look like they're athletes and they're so <laughs> slick and so good. And I hate it. And I love it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. They've been, uh, uh, props to props. Portland has been, uh, I, I like, I ask this question. Maybe the Portland Timbers fans that are listening, uh, are you obviously Caleb Porter won an MLS cup? Uh, I hope, helped you guys win an MLS cup, but I think Gio brings a, a different kind of energy, uh, a, a different kind of passion. Like and and the, the like you said, the Timbers seem more fun to watch. Like especially a player like Sebastian Blanco. I feel like the the goals that they are scoring tend to be uh, less scrappy, more stylish. They, they they're having uh, th- there's a little bit more creativity and fun uh, happening. So. I'm just, basically, I'm just asking, like, is it more fun to watch a Caleb Porter team or a Gio Savarese Timbers team? You know, uh, they'll probably and, and say let us Caleb know. Porter because you know you know what you're getting with Gio Savarese. You just never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I don't know if you saw the his, his celebration after Valeri's goal. I mean, he looked like he like just fire was gonna like shoot out <laughs> out of his body. Man, he was into it. Yeah, into he looked it. like he so, got possessed. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, and that's his resting face, his uh, possessed face. <laughs> resting so, possessed face. <laughs> that's that's Joseph He's an intense man. So, uh, all right. So let's uh, let's move on to the Thursday night games. And oh boy, I mean, look. Overall, these knockout games have been nuts. And and there's a there's a big call for a lot of Grant Wall. I think uh, posted this. Uh, a couple other people. I know uh, Adrian. Uh, Healy uh, from ESPN also posted this about that that um, the MLS playoffs should be all elimination games, like remove remove the second leg of the games because the the all the games should feel like these knockout games as opposed to you know how two leg games are where people defend they they try not to give up a goal at home and they're not really trying to attack. So yeah, they're never going to uh, do it just because the this is the TV ratings bonanza that MLS expects. Every year, yeah. this is what you wait for: is the playoffs. This is the best. This is the the, the most exciting time. This is when uh, MLS does the best on TV that it does. They're never going to take away games. What they might do is add more teams, so only the last place in each division doesn't make the playoffs, and <laughs> and then it'll be all you know single game elimination. But uh, let me tell you something. Speaking of MLS. These are not the results MLS wanted in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> if you still yeah. think Don Garber completely has this thing rigged, you know you're wrong just because <laughs> Rooney and Slaton are out of the playoffs. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And LAFC is also out of the playoffs and uh unfortunate. Right. So let's but let's talk about this uh this game. Columbus crew win this game again another knockout game that they uh win in penalties that this happened last year against Atlanta. Uh they they go on the road and win in penalties. They they play uh th- this game overall was scrappy, right? This uh it, it, the first two goals a goal from Frederick Briant um and then a goal from uh Pipa Higuain, but both, Briant's both goal both of them were just like kind of trash goals in the sense that they weren't with the run of play. They were just very scrappy, yeah. punctury goals. Sweaty goals, as they say, right? Uh, Briant, who who we we know very well from his time at NYCFC, uh, getting his, I uh, believe, first playoff goal. And uh, yes, uh, but the, my concern was more, not his goal, but Zach Steffen's mistake that led to it. I mean, it was a great like chip from uh, Lucho Costa, but... Stefan should do better with that. Either parry it away, but don't just like get your fingertips on it. It looked like he finger rolled it to Briant's head so that he could tap it right in. Uh, it was it was unfortunate, and and also because yo you you're the, you're our future U.S. goalkeeper. Yo, I don't want to see you making mistakes like that, dog. Yeah, bro, you number one. Don't be Jesse Gonzalezing out here. <laughs> okay, we expect a little bit more than that. Uh, but it's so weird because Zach Stefan. That's his game, right? He'll make a mistake or two, but then look what you put him in 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 goal for penalties, and I mean, arguably he is the best penalty uh, shot goalkeeper in the in MLS at the moment. Is that really up for debate? I, you know what, I it reminds me of I can't remember where this was. Maybe it was Manchester United. Maybe it was with the national team. Do you remember when Louis Van Hall? substituted the keeper just before penalties. Do you remember that? Yes, I do recall this. Yeah, I forgot the guy they brought in, but he was like just someone just very adept at stopping penalties, and it worked. He ended yeah. up winning the game, it was, if I recall it, it, it was just... That's who uh, Zach Steffen will be in the future when he's too old yeah. to play a full 90. <laughs> Louis, Louis Van Hall just taps on his wrist and bring in the closer. Yeah, they you play know? answer Sandman. <laughs> Mariano Rivera come in there. Zach, so, Zachariah Stefano. <laughs> he, uh, look, he did his thing, right? Uh, I mean, this game does go into extra time. People going to score another goal in the 96th minute a header from i mean who this guy's from hot from he was inside the 18 but too far away for a header to go in i mean just but props to him man he he, he got it uh around uh bill hamid it was just incredible the guy's uh, he, he, he played the guy's just timeless time, and who has more fun than him on the field Yes, uh, no, but no one does. No one's allowed to have more fun than people. Uh, but then in the 116th minute, a goal from from Nick DeLeon. Uh, a beast a, of a goal. A, a, beast, a great goal, man. Beautiful. Uh, just uh, he caught it. Was like on the volley, and then uh, it went to the, like the the corner of the net or whatever. I don't know if it took a deflection, but just impressive. Uh, and and this is the kind of stuff. Look, I mean, these are the kind of scenes we want to see at at, at Audi Field and just 
madness, right? So with that kind of momentum, you think, all right, DC United got this. They just tied it up. Go wrap it up in penalties. Who's up first? You put the captain. The dude came all the way. He came all the way from Liverpool, uh, playing at Everton, right? He's like, oh, he's gonna take care of this. He's been he's been a star all season, and he misses the penalty because of a stop from Zach Steffen. So Zach Steffen's like, yo, I I I don't know who you are. Okay, cause I when you were when you were star, I, I think I might have been nine years old. All right, I wasn't paying attention to you. Uh, so and he and he stopped uh, Rooney's penalty cold, man. I mean, you got, again, you just got to give him credit. Just no respect for the uh, European international legend. <laughs> so uh, I, I mean, look, if if you, if you didn't see the penalties, I mean, it ended on a a, a, a sky ball from Nick DeLeon. and it, it was. Well, I don't know. I mean, too much. I don't even want to say if it's too much pressure on DC United, but I think once once you see your keeper, I, I think Columbus they go in so confident when they when they get to penalties, they're like, "Yo, if we can just make a couple of these, we know that our goalkeeper, we know Zach Steffen will stop a, a few of these, and we just got to give him a chance, right?" And they did exactly that, and it seemed like the the pressure. I think psychologically, once once you know that you're in front of a keeper that's so good uh, at stopping penalties, it affects you a little bit, right? And and the pressure of the moment. And DC United couldn't uh, couldn't cope, man. It was, it, we talked sh- about this before on the podcast. You know, uh, penalties are always to me on the person striking the ball not the keeper it's always either you confidently hit it or you hit it in the wrong place or you show where you're going you use a, a some type of tell or you lean into the same place you always go and the keeper was able to read it and that's that zach stefan is sort of remember when the nfl they started uh, uh calling timeouts just before uh really important field goals yes right they started icing the keeper or icing the kicker that's exactly what Jack Steffen does just by standing there to the person about to attempt the penalty. It's insane. Yeah. He's not a small dude either. No. You know, I mean, <laughs> he's a, he's an imposing uh, young man. Uh, and uh, look, again, most people di- didn't expect. We were, we were just thinking like, all right, you know, DC United, Red Bulls, they're about to have that rivalry, two legs. That'll be an entertaining series. Uh, and not uh, Columbus. Uh, look, we can't we can't count them out. They they do this. They seem to do this every year. Hopefully, they can do it over two legs. They're gonna have uh, a big mountain to climb against the rebels. Uh, but who knows? Who knows what could happen? I I think easy. I mean, I think easily this is a better matchup for the Red Bulls over DC United. But rebels should they should have this? I mean, I, I assume they should they should be able to handle well, that pretty quickly. Well, last year nobody last year nobody wanted to play. Um, Atlanta and Columbus was like, I'll do it. Took him out this year. Yeah. Nobody wanted to play DC after that incredible second half of the season they had. And Columbus was like, nah, I'm good. We got this. Columbus is just like a, like a, like a momentum killer, man. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like really diminishing their accomplishments because you're saying you're like Columbus is ruining all the fun. No, that, I mean, they, I mean, they won the what game. I'm saying is they're, <laughs> they're able to take out the team. Nobody wants to play. That's a compliment. Maybe I didn't say okay. it that way. 
Sure. <laughs> no, no. They're always, I mean, look, they did it against NYCFC last year uh, and they handled them well. I mean, so uh, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. And All Jay right. Let's Berhalter talk about is playing for that men's national team job, man. He is out here coaching for that job. No, Jay Burhalter works for U.S. soccer. Greg Burhalter is the guy that you are talking about. I thought I said Greg Burhalter. <laughs> Guys, it's 2.12 in the morning. <laughs> so, all right, man. This is what we do. All right. And final game. Uh, RSL uh, goes to, to the bank uh, to play against LAFC and uh, leaves with a victory. 3-2. to two. Over LAFC again. Another, we, look, we were just talking about it a couple of days ago. What, what did I say? I said, "Yo, RSL's gonna go in there, just get washed by LAFC." Okay, just go through that car wash and come out uh, less clean. Uh, they're gonna come <laughs> out there, <laughs> you know, um, because uh, yeah, because LAFC fans were throwing beers all over the people, uh, all, over, all over everybody, <laughs> all over Nick Ramondo. Poor right? Nick Ramondo. So, his jersey must have weighed an extra three pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so uh again uh, this a very unexpected result nobody expected this rsl has not been having the best uh of seasons and uh given that they lost to portland in uh in, in their um their last game of the season they they were just waiting for la galaxy to hopefully lose and you know to get them into the playoffs and, and that's exactly what happened but props to those boys man they played with some heart they really uh they were incredible defensively uh yeah they give up the 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 two goals but still man the the goals the goals they gave up uh especially the goal from christian ramirez was just unreal this this dude doesn't even uh taylor tolman was talking about it he's just like the dude doesn't even touch the ball he he doesn't they don't even want to pass it to him right unless he's making a run towards goal but he takes one two touches and bang and he's able to score from almost anywhere it's all Uh, he does and and he keeps doing it (laughs) it was impressive it's just weird because when christian ramirez has a bad game oh you know i would argue that christian ramirez Always has bad games, right? Where like you, he can score three goals, but he still have a bad game. Where like he didn't get all the touches he really needed. He, he didn't make the passes, uh, you know, accurately or whatever. But he's still scoring goals. The dude scores goals, and he does it well. He just you just have to set him up to do that. But his goal is incredible, really. Uh, uh, Damir Krylock was. I, the, the karate kick goal, as as all of Twitter is saying, right? Uh, he, it's it, it, it to do. It's just one of these things of like it, you do that. You do that in the regular season and cool, you know. But to to have the composure to do that and and make it in a playoff game in a knockout game where uh, if he, if he does that karate kick and it, and and it sails in into three two five two you're like come on bro what are you doing like you don't you don't even have a high enough fifa skill rating to do a shot like that so what are you what are you wasting your time for and but he absolutely nailed it it was just gorgeous he said in the post game that he tried it once or twice in in training Bruh, I mean, I would imagine if anybody tried that in training, the coach would be like, stop it, go run three laps, don't ever do that in the game. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's one of those things, one of those shots where I, I remember, uh, and I'm not saying Damian Krylock is Zinedine Zidane, but I remember hearing uh, Zidane mention once that he, to improve uh, his uh, shots, like he would uh, have some, like have someone cross the, like, 
so basically cross the ball uh, from the right side, and he would have to take like 50 bicycle kicks or 50 like uh, a scissor kick. So he's like, I want to be super comfortable with this. So I'm going to, even though this may not come up many times in, in an actual game, I want to be prepared for it. So that was, that seemed like one of those things where Krylak was like, oh yeah, let me, let me mess around with this little karate kick thing and see, see how it goes. And he was in the, the ball bounced right to him on the volley, cr- like caught it perfectly. Uh, and, and, and yeah, there was, there's nothing else, but like, it, it's just one of these things, especially in MLS and in the playoffs. We're not just like, we're not, we don't casually see that. Right. And so it was, it made it even more fun. You don't see that anywhere. Never mind here. <laughs> we certainly don't see goals of that nature, but yeah, that's not something you see on a weekly basis in the Prem or in La Liga or in Syria. It was absolute insanity. That goal. I mean, it's American soccer, baby. Get used to it. A lot like Ishmael Shradi's goal. I don't understand how it travels in that direction when it's been kicked in that direction. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, scientifically, it doesn't make sense. So they end up uh, winning this game uh, with the with that third goal from Jefferson Savarino, which I, I'm surprised it was it was credited to Jefferson Savarino because it, it clearly uh, bounced off of Walker Zimmerman's face uh, and he was and it deflected in. That didn't necessarily look like it was on goal, but uh, it seemed like more of a cross. But he's credited with a playoff goal, and not maybe not the best way for LAFC. They don't want to lose that way, right? But it is what it is, man. They they couldn't. Um, they just didn't. They didn't seem as sharp uh, as they normally do. But uh, my biggest surprise is that they gave up three goals. I I didn't expect LAFC to give up three goals in uh, in their first playoff game. Just you know that that throughout the season, I don't know what their goals allowed is this year, but it, it, it they they don't regularly give up three on people like that. No, and you know what? To be at home, first playoff game in the history of your uh, of your club, uh, it's a little embarrassing to give up three goals. That said, they had a great season. You know, you you got yeah. into the playoffs your 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 first year. I know Atlanta did it last year, but you you also did it this year. Absolutely incredible! And for the entire season, people have been talking about how their backline is uh, their weakness. I, it seems like there's just no good backlines in Los Angeles in total, but. Uh, <laughs> that's their biggest weakness. Yeah, was well, Siani? Did they transfer? Fix that. Did they transfer Siani to LAFC? What are they doing out there? <laughs> yeah, I feel like Siani <laughs> isn't even allowed uh, anywhere near the rest of the playoff teams. Like, don't even come check out the game. <laughs> uh, so, um, the, w- the weird thing about this game, especially towards the end, was uh, so Mark Geiger refing refing this game, but Mark Geiger. Uh, apparently his, his watch broke because he gave seven minutes of extra time. So it, I feel like when it comes to these, these conspiracies over uh, MLS narratives, that's where I'm like, all right, hold on a sec. Seven minutes is like, does, is Garber calling in, you know, into Geiger's ear being like, yo, slow it down a little bit. Okay. Give him the old, uh, you know, uh, Manchester United treatment, the old Sir Alex Ferguson. Fergie time. Yeah. 
So it, it it felt it felt very odd, and then there was a there was an injury to uh, to Luke Mulholland uh, yeah, after kicked in the face, kicked in the, <laughs> kicked in the head by Walker Zimmerman. I mean he he I mean he he put his head down. I mean it was kind of crazy of him, but I, again he's he they're trying to hold on to that uh, victory. But yeah, he head butted. Walker Zimmerman's incoming foot. <laughs> How dare he? Is 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 Walker Zimmerman's foot okay? Oh Everybody my God. <laughs> put his foot on the stretcher. <laughs> but uh th- that was probably like it felt like it was like 2 minutes, maybe 3. And uh, it, it, yeah, it, you know, Geiger seemed to add like, "All right, let me add another ten minutes to this game because this uh, this is good. this one, this one's gonna we're gonna go home when I feel like going home. All right, yeah. I'm, I've been having a good time out here. Uh, so the yeah, just uh, unfortunate and LAFC fans, uh, we feel we feel we feel for you. We feel for you. Uh, it, it's rough out here, man. This is this is always uh, this is always the time when like uh, you know. You know, the MLS MLS season dwindling, and then and then playoff teams start to dwindle, and then then it's like, uh, you know, I don't want, I'm tired of these, these cool again. I don't want to listen anymore. But no, stay with us, man. Maybe we will make you feel a little bit better. You know, LAFC, DC United, uh, uh, FC Dallas, Philly. You know, stick around, man. There's still a lot of fun to be had. Yeah, and plus, there's gonna be a lot of movement and stuff, right? Your your teams aren't gonna stay exactly the same. Yeah, unless yeah. you're Philly, you know what I mean. So <laughs> listen, in. Philly, Philly, Philly will have the same lineup for the next 26 years. Get used yeah. to it. They're gonna pay a lot of tam for a player nobody else wanted. <laughs> okay, all right, but that's their system, all right, and it'll work one trust day. Trust the process. Uh, <laughs> that's how they do in Philly. So, uh, so that's it. That's it for these knockout rounds. Uh, where we'll be back. On on Wednesday next week, talking about the the, the first leg of these uh of, of these f- other four games, uh so we have to get to our interview with uh the Sporting Kansas City man left back for uh for SKC Seth Sinovic uh he he joined us on the show and uh and we had a great time talking to him and I know that you guys are gonna enjoy that as well uh so you want to get right to it Alexis. Yeah, let's do that. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we take a break and get right to that interview? And uh, yeah, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. All right, we'll be right back uh, with Sasanovic. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of The Cooligans. We just want to break in right before our interview with Sasanovic with a word from our sponsor. On the Volley Apparel, on the Volley Apparel, you know they, you know, make our gulliest tees. They, you know, handle the Cooligans merch, but they, they, it's not exclusively that. If, uh, if you want some dope gear, you want some tees, you want some tank tops, uh, and some dope like just soccer. Uh, slash hip-hop inspired streetwear on the volley apparel is the site you need to go to so go to on the make sure you use the promo code cooligans and you will get 20 percent off your entire order and the stuff is already super cheap you know like our uh our gulliest tea is, is only 20 dollars on the site right but if you use the, the 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 discount the cooligans discount it comes out to 16 bucks alexa 16 dollars. that's insane also you get 20 percent off everything in the store so it's not 
just the gulliest shirt. It's not just your Cooligans gear. Bro, you're getting it on everything. And On The Volley Apparel is always releasing new stuff. So go to their go to their website. Go to onthevolleyapparel.com. Check it out. Put in Cooligans. Get 20% off everything. And then, I don't know, maybe say a thank you, you know? Yeah, a little thank you. That'd be nice, you know? And you can, and it's I, I want to add this, too, because uh, On The Volley not only makes, like, just sh- clothing, like, streetwear, like, leisure wear, but you can also get... Uh, a shirt that you can actually play in uh also maybe maybe you have a team somewhere and you want you want your team to have jerseys like on the volley can do that for you too so you can uh, work with them to make custom stuff as well so don't it's not just the stuff that they have on the site so keep it keep, always keep it in mind if you if there's ever anything that you may want to create that might be kind of cool they offer really good deals uh so keep that in mind as well so again on the volleyapparel.com use the promo code cooligans and you will receive 20 percent off your entire order Yeah, baby, we're back. We are back. All right. So this yes. is, we're excited because uh, not only are we doing an episode to cover the, these knockout rounds, but we have a special guest uh, today and we're, we, we spoke to his, uh, to his homie a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago. We already spoke to the fam. Now we're getting, and he, this, and by the way, this player has been met, was mentioned throughout that entire interview. Yes. So we're like, well, we got to get him on the podcast next. <laughs> exactly. Right? We can't just keep bad mouthing him without him around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't think he listened. So now he's gonna, because you said bad mouth, but you know, him as a left back for sporting Kansas. Kansas City doing wonderful things over on the uh, Western Conference and in the playoffs. Ladies and gentlemen, let's drive and put your hands together for the one, the only Seth Sinovic, everybody. Hey, Seth. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank ah, you. no problem. Thank you for joining us. So I think we should uh, get this out of the way immediately, just so, uh, uh, you know, Sporting Kansas City fans listening, uh, people from across the, the you know, other fan, fans of other teams. There was a uh, decision day was was very decisive for you sp- in particular because uh, of a, a red card that was issued and uh, Alexis and I did talk about this on on our last podcast and and just just to tell you where we where we stood before you even say anything I was on I was on I was on Team Seth I'm like nah man I don't know if that was clear I don't think that was uh, the correct call me too dude <laughs> I was like yo that's trash I can't believe you did my boy like that Alexis was uh, he, he was like oh no I can see how they would uh, give a red there well here's my point and I'll explain why just before you get angry Seth uh, <laughs> the reason I said that is because if your arm I, I think if this was also the official ruling if your arm wasn't there the ball would have gone in. So they're saying, well, there was no there was no goalkeeper behind you to stop it. You were the last line of defense. So it had to count as a red card. Go ahead, say your worst. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, I'll give you the I'll give you the political answer here. Yeah, you have uh, to. <laughs> I, I I still personally, um, and I've seen videos that uh make it look really bad and make it look like it hit my arm. Uh and I, I still believe that I it actually didn't hit my arm. It kind of hit me in the armpit, but um, I can kind of, I can definitely see the argument against that. Um, but in the end, like that's, that's the call that was made. And, um, you know, I, the first and foremost, I, I put myself in a situation by having my arm extended to have that, that whole situation be questioned. So, um, I'm at fault for nothing else other than that. Uh, so, um, or if, if there's anything I'm at fault for, that would be the, the main thing. Um, just having my extend my arm extended and, you know, I can't put I can't put myself in a situation or the referee in a situation to have to make that call. So this um, is why I have it so is much- what it is. We're just going to have to move on from it. And uh, uh, I've got 
complete faith in our team to get a get a result wherever we're at on Sunday. This is why I have so much respect for you guys as uh, <laughs> as soccer players because there's no, there's nothing in me there's there's just nothing that would be put on the line where I would not answer that how I know you kind of want and not just you specifically Seth but players want to answer in these moments because we're all emotional beings you know what I mean like if I went to a deli and my sandwich came out wrong and they told me that it was my fault because I didn't say what I wanted I'd be like I wouldn't be like well you know I gotta respect the deli owner and you know as a professional I think what I did wrong was maybe not speak up is I, I would never do that I would be yelling at every Everyone. I'd be throwing deli meat at people. <laughs> so I got a lot of respect for you, man. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there's literally, I mean, even if they come out and say at this point, oh, I guess we didn't appeal, but like, I don't know, even if down the line, like somebody tells me that, it, you know, they made the wrong call, it doesn't really change anything. And I mean, I don't know if you watched the game at all or saw highlights right after the, the red card came out. I didn't really even like try to argue it because the referee's not going to change his mind at that point. So it's just going to irritate me even more and get me even more fired up. So I just went straight to the locker room and uh, vented a little bit in there, I would say. <laughs> there you go. Let me ask you a question. In any situation, and not specifically uh, red card <laughs> situations, in, in any of those situations where you do something and you're like, oh, I hope no one saw that, you know, like it, that's probably happened throughout your career. I'm not specifically talking about this last situation. Is it ever in your mind to like, you'll play it off, play it off, walk away, do something to make it look like you didn't do anything bad. Maybe try to help the guy up. Is it, does that go through your mind? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> especially with VAR, it's, uh, it's a little bit different because if you can, you know, if you can get the playoff before the ref gets, um, you know, notification from the VAR that there might need to be a check, uh, you know, sometimes you can play through it. So, you know, if there's like a questionable, I don't know, penalty decision uh, in, in our uh, defensive box, and if we can get, you know, Tim Mealy to, to play the goal kick as quickly as possible or get the play going, um, sometimes you can even eliminate the opportunity for VAR. So, um, yeah, that's you're, you're definitely aware of that stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, I'm loving it. Yeah, that, I mean, this it's very much uh, real CONCACAF, you know? Yeah, it's real CONCACAF right there. <laughs> I like it. We respect that on this podcast. So, uh, so yeah. Like it is interesting just hearing that, um, uh, hearing that response uh, because you know, I, you know, frankly, we don't, we never really get to talk to players uh, about how they kind of handle uh, that kind of adversity. Cause I know uh, missing a play, nobody wants to miss a playoff game, uh, but you, you sporting Kansas city has been playing well and you are an MLS veteran. I mean, you, you, you were just talking about uh, like composing yourself uh, very well and not overreacting over the red card. But that, that sounds like that. And that looks like something of, uh, of someone who's, who's been in the league a while, who knows, how to help the team, even if uh, something didn't go their way. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's opportunities to talk to the ref and, you know, get frustrated and things like that. But, you know, like I said, it's uh, um, the, a lot of the times it's not going to really make a big difference, but um, in, especially in a situation like that, where there's, you know, multiple guys in front of the referee trying to make their case, um, you know, there's a, there's a time and place to have conversations with a ref and, um, the, most of the refs are really good as far as dialogue with the players and trying to make sure everybody's on the same page and things like that. But, um, yeah, it's, it was, it was not easy to keep my composure in that situation. Um, especially considering the ramifications, not only for what could have happened in that game, but, um, you know, missing a playoff game, uh, I, the second year in a row, unfortunately, uh, I'm going to miss the, the first playoff game. So, um, you know, hopefully, uh, like I said, I, we've got tons of, I've got tons of confidence in the guys to get a result 
old on Sunday and um, be uh, I'll be ready to go for the second leg. Yeah, but last year was a knockout round game, right? Against Houston yes. that you had to miss. Yeah, but- I had uh, I had a uh, back spasms uh, the morning before we left for the for Houston. So oh, that sucks. Um, That's gotta suck. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty unfortunate as well. Yeah, but um. What should we call it? I, regarding this year, you, you're going to be playing at least in the in the second leg, correct? Hopefully, right? Uh, assuming. I uh, uh, say that one more time. It looks like your mic dropped out. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, assuming uh, you know if the, if the coach puts me in, I, I will be ready to go. Yes. Right, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, you're going to get a chance to be in the playoffs. What are you? I mean, look, you guys have had a completely different season than you had last year. Last year, I believe you finished in fifth, if I'm not mistaken. This year, you're top of the West, all the way up there. You know, the crowds are amazing at SKC. Having a good year. How does it feel? How does it feel being you know a part of this sort of bit more of a resurgence? Yeah, it's been awesome. We've I think four years we've been uh in an away game for the knockout round and that's that's really difficult to win on on the road in this league and especially in a playoff game so that was a goal of the team to uh get one of those top two seeds going into the year and you know obviously we accomplished that but it's exciting it's uh like you said uh we've we've got a great fan base and a great uh, atmosphere at our stadium and uh the fans deserve a playoff game, and uh, we're, we're extremely happy to be able to provide that this year. So the, when we had uh, Matt Beasler on the podcast a couple a couple weeks ago, he did talk a lot about yours and and his friendship. And apparently, you guys been uh, friends, uh, I believe, since about nine years old, if, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, or at least playing together. Correct. We yeah, we've been playing together since we were seven or eight years old, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, we play on the same club team uh, all through uh, grade school, high school, and then first year back from college. So, uh, yeah, we've been playing together for a long time. We joked a lot about, um, be, given that you guys have been playing together for a very long time, there must be some just incredible chemistry, right? Is there any instance where either of you make a mistake and you you can you you can just be like Matt are you serious like you've been making this mistake <laughs> since you were in seven years old this yeah but you haven't learned yet. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's interesting. Cause, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you want to hold guys accountable and things and stuff like that. But you know, when, when Matt makes a mistake, I, you know, I, I, it's tough for me to get on him because I know, I know most of the time what he's trying to do and he's obviously not trying to, to make mistakes and things like that. But, um, you don't really need to, we don't really need to hold each other accountable as much because we, we know what we expect from each other. And, uh, it's kind of second nature. It's, I don't know if it's because we, we grew up playing in the same club and we've uh, kind of got the same ideas and we're developed in the same way as, a, as soccer players, but um, it's it's definitely been fun playing with him. Yeah, but on top of that, it'll, it can just be like, uh, you know, if either of you makes a mistake, like either of your parents will yell at – can yell at you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Everybody's known each other. You know, I, I was actually yeah. – uh, so we were in Dallas for the the Soccer Hall of Fame opening, and uh, and and I was there for the game uh, between you uh, and FC Dallas. And I uh, before I went into the stadium, I saw a big group of uh, Sinovic fans or family. I don't, was there a huge contingent of of Seth Sinovic fans or family there? Because I saw a big group with a lot of with a, a lot of people with your jersey. Yes. So my wife is actually from the Dallas area, and her uh, her. Um uh, family lives about, or her mom's side of the family lives about uh, a mile away from the stadium. So oh, wow. she got a whole uh, whole contingent of family to come out for the game, and we got them a bunch of jerseys. And so that's uh, that's what you were seeing there. Yeah, it was a, it was an SKC home game. There was so Basically, many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a them uh, family aside. We had a we had a pretty big group of uh, 
fans out there from the cauldron as well. So. Yeah. I, also, you guys recruit from, I mean, it's not, first of all, it's like not incredibly far, right? They don't have to fly across the country, <laughs> but you guys recruit youth players from all over the country. So there's odds are there's like family and friends of kids that are in the academy in Dallas. You, you guys, yeah. SKC has this amazing, you know, academy system and recruitment system. Talk a little bit about that, about what it's like to see this youth coming up, especially someone who's probably, I mean, at this point, you're probably exhausted of playing with Matt Beasler. You're like, I get it. You know, we've been doing this forever. Let's bring some of these kids and let's see what they got in training. What's that like to, I mean, do you find yourself being, you know, uh, maybe a bit more of a mentor now? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's kind of irritating sometimes because we go out for practice and I'm like taking 15, 20 minutes to like get prepared for warmups. And these guys are going out and like shooting like rockets from the 18 yard box. Like, how are you not pulling your quad? <laughs> they ain't even uh, stretching. It's annoying. Yeah. It's, it's really annoying. Um, but in all seriousness, they're all, they're all really uh, good kids and they're really mature for their age too, which is kind of the most surprising thing. Uh, so th- the beginning of this year, um, Gianluca Busio is one of the, the young guys for us. And um, we, we I'm call sure him, you guys we, seen we, him a little bit. Yeah. We call him little baby uh, Buse. Yeah, or a little yeah. Busio. It's a little Busio. Yeah, he, yeah, that's a that's a good, that's a good. I like that. Uh, so he was 15 to start this year, and uh, I live about um, you know like a mile away from him. So I was driving him to practice for the first three or four months of the year till he turned 16 and he could get his license. So I got to hang out with him quite a bit and um, some of the other guys. It's they're they really have acclimated really well with the team and. Uh, um, get along with the group really well. And it's, it's been a lot of fun having them. It kind of gives us a, a fresh breath, if you will. Yes. If, if Gianluca Busio, I was going to say, Seth, Seth had to take uh, Gianluca Busio trick or treating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta, you gotta wipe his chin. If you guys are eating, <laughs> eating something on the way back, you hide there, maybe help him with the seatbelt. <laughs> if, if, if he flexes on you in practice in training, you just leave his ass there, right? You're like, yo, Uber, I'm not driving you back. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've accidentally left him a couple times. There you go. All right, that's what we like to hear. You're just sitting on the sidewalk. Yeah, you got to remind him. It's a power move. You got to remind him who has the keys, who has the license. Uh, w- talking a little bit about uh, you and Matt Beasler, you guys, how how has that friendship developed? Because we know you guys have started a business together, but you guys play. Uh, you know, on the same team. You've been on the same team since you were little kids. How is that? You know, you talk a little bit about the chemistry. You don't really have to like sort of hold each other accountable. But how does that relationship developed where, you know, you sort of have been working together for so long? Yeah, it's, it's been interesting because, uh, you know, growing up, we were we were definitely friends and we would run into each other's uh, groups of friends because we diff- went to different high schools. So we'd, we'd see each other occasionally, but we weren't, you know, I wouldn't say we were really good friends at that time. Um but once I came back to Sporting Kansas City, uh, you know, things just kind of took off from there. Um, you know, he was in my wedding this past year. Um, we've just become a lot closer. Um, I don't know if that's just playing together or room together on the road. But, uh, yeah, the, the friendship's really developed. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's just it's hard to explain. But, you, you know, we're especially on the field, we're so aware of each other's tendencies. And it's it's a really easy game to play when it's he and I on that left side, because we, like I said, we know each other's tendencies. We're comfortable with, um, what our expectations of our, of each other. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a fun ride. 
Well, uh, can you talk about your time in in Sporting Kansas City? I know uh, Matt talked about it as well. I mean, you are from you are from Kansas City, and uh, you've definitely and you end up back playing, uh, you know, at, for that, that your home club. Uh, what has that meant to you? Uh, and how have how has it been uh, seeing that the growth of of that fan base uh, in the area? Yeah, it's, it's been incredible. Um, my, so I was drafted to New England originally and um, played a decent amount my rookie year and got released about a month into our uh, or into my second year. Uh, I went on trial with Salt Lake. They didn't want to sign me and then went to Kansas City on trial. And at the time, um, Kansas City was kind of going through a transition phase. They had just uh, switched from the Kansas City Wizards to Sporting Kansas City and uh, the ownership group was about two years into their purchase and it was it was kind of an interesting time for the club and um, not knowing a lot of what was going on at the time I was um, a little hesitant coming back to Kansas City as, as much as it was uh, exciting to be able to to be in front of fam- uh, family and friends I was a little nervous when I initially signed but didn't have uh, a lot of options other than that um, but I I couldn't be happier with how it's turned out and to see what the you know we've always had very loyal fans um, from the start in 96 with the Wizards going on but to see what it's grown to today and um, the fan base and the city it it's just really taken off and become a soccer town um, whereas it was not like that um, in the inaugural days of uh, the Kansas City Wizards so it's been really cool to be a part of it's always fun when you're when you're successful and winning and um, you know fortunately we've been we've been successful over the last uh, nine years or so. Um, so it's, it's been fun. And I think we've, uh, got quite a few more good years to come here. I, I did also want to ask because, uh, speaking of the Kansas city wizard, uh, we have a good friend that played there, Jimmy Conrad. Uh, you might've yeah. heard his name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what is your, uh, Jimmy Conrad has, has become a little bit of a, um, mascot for sporting Kansas city. You know, he's, when he's out there, he gets a, a lot of love and support. What is your relationship with Jimmy Conrad? I've just out of curiosity. I actually don't know Jimmy that well. Um, you know, I'll see him when he's coming in town and, uh, we'll have the familiar greetings and things like that. But, um, I, he was a couple years before me and I didn't have the opportunity to play with him. Um, so my relationship's pretty limited with him, but he's, uh, certainly a huge advocate for, uh, for sporting Kansas city, the wizards and Kansas city in general. It's, uh, Kansas city is a pretty, um, prideful city and everybody's very, uh, you know, proud to be f- be from Kansas City and represent Kansas City, and uh, I think Jimmy's no different, uh, having played here for a long it's time. It's probably best. It's probably best to keep him at arm's length. So. Yeah, you're probably at a better. <laughs> yeah, this is a better result that you're not friends with him. Uh, let me ask you a question because you're from Kansas City, Missouri. For those of us, you know, who live in in the New York area, we don't get it. Okay, your same city is in two different states. Okay, <laughs> that is correct. What is happening? Let me let me correct you real quick. There, I'm from Can or I'm actually from uh, the Kansas side. So, are you? Well, someone needs yeah, to I update am. your Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> that is ridiculous uh what is what is the difference between the two like is there culturally a difference i so i hear that the missouri side is the better side but i mean you can debate that well you know growing up a kansas uh basketball and football fan i'm gonna argue that and say i like the kansas side better uh but uh no it's i mean it's it's interesting because I literally grew up um, about a quarter mile away from the state line. So you can, there's a road called State Line Road, and um, very creative. I went to, yeah, I went to school. Um, uh, I went to a high school that literally literally sits on the Missouri side of the state line. 
So uh, it's it's not not hard to go back and forth between Kansas and Missouri, but I think each side uh, provides uh, great things. The the downtown area is in the, on the Missouri side. The Chiefs are Chiefs and Royals are on the Missouri side, and then you get Sporting Kansas City on the Kansas side. So a lot of uh, a lot of good things about both. Is there any real rivalry uh, between the two sides, or does nobody really care about it? Uh, I think it's more so from the collegiate aspect of things because. Um, Kansas, Kansas State, and Missouri, uh, University of Missouri, were all in the Big 12 at one time. Missouri left for the SEC not too long ago, but there's a lot of uh, collegiate rivalries. But when it comes to the professional sports teams, uh, there's a lot of camaraderie there. Yeah, I have a friend who's a big KU fan. And he's always yelling rock chalk. And I yeah. have no clue what that means. Sure. I, I, I heard that's that new drug they're doing yeah, out in the Midwest. I'm like, you need to stop doing that rock chalk, buddy. Uh, you're going to lose the kids. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he loves that. But he hates anyone who walks by in a Mizu shirt or jersey. And I'm like, isn't it the same thing? And then I got to listen to half an hour of him explaining how it's not. And you know, I just, I just don't get we're, it. We're not, and I guess in New we York, we don't get collegiate sports. Yeah, we're not really used to it because we have like 42 professional teams, and you know, nobody wants to go to college out here. Nobody wants to go. <laughs> nobody cares. It's not for sports. The, I think the only sport that was a college sport that was like what Saint uh, Saint, John? Saint John's, like, and that's in the 80s. No one's talking about that. You know. So Seth, I do. We do want to ask about uh, state soccer. We did talk about it with um with Matt Beasler and so you should have called it two state soccer because the city's in two states it makes yeah. no sense <laughs> I, yeah go for it yeah, it's, it. it's pretty funny listening to the like Kansas City jokes and things like that I think there was a um I don't know that I don't know if you guys seen the movie a million ways to die in the west but he makes a joke about Kansas being how weird. That's it. I don't I, wait can you repeat that because your mic it's went odd. out again oh sorry can you hear me now yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was saying there's a movie called A Million Ways to Die in the West. It's uh, um, uh, why am I, uh, Seth, uh, I forget his name. The guy that does Family Guy. But, uh, uh, he Seth makes McFarlane. About, yeah, Seth McFarlane, yes. Makes a joke about Kansas City being in uh, two different states and then how weird it is. And I don't know. It's, <laughs> we get that joke quite a bit. Sure, so. sure. Uh, okay, yeah, I get we found the person who watched A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah, wow, all right. <laughs> that one review. There you go. Uh, here he is. Uh, so, so let's talk about the state because uh, you are now in the fashion business. All right, we're we're in New York. Okay, we're we're recording this right out of Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah, right? we get it, bro. <laughs> so, uh, what is what is it like getting into that the, the fashion business? And 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 were were you coerced by your friends to get into this, or were you like, oh, I'm all I'm all about this. Not, I, I wouldn't say I was coerced. Um, so Matt and I, and then uh, another one of our owners, Daniel Curley, uh, we all, he was on our same cl club team growing up and, uh, we've stayed friends throughout the years, like I said, especially after college. Um, and the, the idea just kind of came and, um, I wouldn't say I'm like the most fashionable person in the world as far as, you know, your typical view of fashion goes, but, um, you know, we're, I feel like States is pretty unique in the fact that we have two current, uh, professional soccer players that, um, you know, know about the, you know, the training gear and the off, off, uh, off the field gear and things like that. So it's been a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's definitely been challenging and, uh, a lot of different things, uh, as far as the business side of things that I wasn't aware of going into it, but it's been a learning experience and, uh, you know, it's, it's been fun. We're excited about it. Is there anything in particular that you didn't ex ex expect about getting into this business that kind of took you by surprise or, or something you didn't know was a, a big part of starting your own like clothing line? 
Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing was just the logistics side of it and the, the supply chain side of it and how much goes into that. Um, but uh, you know, we've we've got a couple guys, uh, like I said, Daniel Curley and then Ryan Van Gothen, um, who who are a little bit more familiar with the business side of things and have been extremely helpful. And like I said, uh, learning quite a bit as well. So uh, it, it's been fun. But um, yeah, more so the logistics and supply chain side of things, I would say. Yeah, my sister uh, runs a fashion line uh, as well. She It's athletic as well. They actually do some soccer jerseys around the world. And uh, every once in a while, we'll all be, uh, you know, I'll go visit my family. I should just get up from the dinner table. And she's like, ah, there's a million there's a million jerseys stuck at the port. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? You know, I said, pass the turkey. You know what I mean? What are you doing? So, yeah, I totally get it. She's She shared some of that information with me. I know how difficult it, be, it could be to run uh, a brand when you're getting it made and assembled in different places and, you know, sure. sizes and all well, that I, I just know if Seth needs to go to, to the docks and, and pick up a, a, a shipping crate <laughs> yeah he's here to he's carrying a pipe in his hand he's here to make sure his package gets delivered uh so, you know, yeah i can't get a red card on the dock uh you know it's, it's true that's true uh which what is your goal with um with this brand we talked a little bit uh with with uh to matt about it but what is the hope right now it's more of an athletic sort of you can kind of go from the field to sort of maybe like uh, like a movie or a date with what you're wearing or vice versa because you'll stink on that date if you're going <laughs> from the field but it's kind of like it's kind of like a casual slash athletic brand right yes and it's i think you know more so than just the apparel side of things i think it's just another way that we we're trying to connect people with a game of soccer you know and kind of like you guys are doing with your podcast you know i, I don't I, I i don't know if you guys would agree but in, in america uh, we don't feel like soccer really gets the um, the recognition it deserves. And, uh, uh, I don't know. I think you guys with comedy do a really good job of bringing, uh, bringing that to light and bringing soccer to light. And, um, this is just another way that we feel like we can do it with, uh, you know, with clothing, we'll have, we have an editorial and, um, just open to doing a lot of different things that are, uh, um, going to be helpful to bringing uh, soccer to the forefront because, um, I, I think you guys would probably agree as well that soccer is growing pretty rapidly in the, uh, in America, and um, hopefully we can continue to help that. Yeah, well, well, and maybe we can even talk very quickly about that. What What has been your experience as a player? I know as, as a fan, I know for, for me personally, it was like, you know, uh, I used to play, casually play FIFA and, uh, you know, on PlayStation, and now it's become like, my life, you know, and it's become more the game in, in itself has become more part of American culture. What what has that been like as a player? Because I know as a as a comedian, as comedians, sometimes uh, recognition is all we want. That's, that's literally all we're doing. That That is the whole purpose of the business that we are in. And when uh, when when as a player uh, that is involved in a field that they're very passionate about, but doesn't always get the most recognition. How does it feel from where you were and to where the sort of game is now and how you feel, uh, you contribute to it? I, it, I think it's, it's so cool to where soccer is right now in the United States and, and it's only going to grow from here, but you know, just looking, you know, looking back at, you know, youth soccer days and the start of MLS and, you know, in particular, youth soccer, you know, everybody plays all pretty much every kid played youth soccer, I would say. Um, but eventually they grow out of it. They play different sports. They go um, go to high school, go to college and do their thing. And, you know, soccer is kind of forgotten about. And um, to see where MLS has started and where it is today and the fan bases and um, how much it's grown, how much money is being put into the sport by 
by owners and investors, um, not only for uh, bringing new players and new talent into the uh, into the league, but through academy systems. It's it's just so crazy to see where soccer is today compared to where it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Um, and it it's just it's it's great to see. Uh, it's been great to be a part of that growth um, and see. Hopefully, people in America are starting to recognize what everybody else around the world recognizes, which is that it's a great sport. It's a extremely entertaining sport, and it's um, it's a very challenging sport to play as well. So, hopefully, people are starting to appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I guess the last question is: You've I've, we talked to Matt, and we were talking about how you guys he's a he's a center back and you're a left back, so you guys have been playing the same position. And he told us that you started out a bit more forward, and throughout your career, you've slid back to the back line. How much yes, in, that, yeah, sorry, every once in a while when you got the ball in your hand or maybe when you play FIFA, you put yourself up front. You know what I mean? Well, you, you, still, you shouldn't put the ball in your hand. By the you know way. what I mean? I mean, when you, when you have the ball, I mean, you know what I mean? When you have the ball at your feet, how bad do you want to go up there and be like, yo, the kid still got it. Let me show for me is what I got. I try and sneak my way up there a little bit during games. Uh, yeah, I was the kid growing up that was really, really fast, uh, and everybody caught up to me pretty quickly. But in the early years, I would just stand at half field, and they would kick it, and I would run run it down and try and go score that way. But, uh, yeah, I slowly moved my way back to, to defending um, the slower I got. Gotten the less athletic I got, so uh, Is, yeah, it's uh, it's been an, an interesting transition. And Matt, him, Matt himself was a midfielder, uh, and then I think he moved to center back in college. So we've both made some adjustments through the years. Sure. Well, one, I'm curious. Are there any particular players? I know whenever you know MLS, I feel like every season, and you and you've experienced it personally, where like there's a new team, there's a a big new designated player signing. Any particular? Players that you are like, man, I hate that they signed that dude. I, I hate having to keep up. That I have to mark this guy. Is anybody in particular that you're like, oh, this this person on this team is going to give me a hard time? Or inverse, you'd be like, yo, they ain't nothing. Why we <laughs> sign this dude as a DP? <laughs> I got him in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, um, I kind of I get excited when the the big names big, big name signings come in. Um, I I really enjoy playing against those guys as cliche as that might sound. I, I do enjoy the challenge. Um, some of the more difficult, I, like Carlos Vela uh, with LAFC, he's he's an extremely um, difficult guy to, to guard, but it's fun going up against them because you, you start to learn tendencies and um, try and start to learn how to defend those guys. Um, Elise in Houston is the fastest human being alive in my eyes. Uh, and uh, I struggled with him the first time I faced him, but um, uh, did a lot better the second time. So it's, it's fun to, um, to learn new things about different players and learn how they play and uh, hopefully adjust and uh, be successful as you go on. But yeah, I, I definitely enjoy the challenges. Sure. It's, a, it's like a chess match. Yeah. We met Albert Elise very quickly at MLS all-star and it seems like he's head neck shoulders and then his legs start right from there that dude's stride is insane it's horse-like i'm like oh, <laughs> he took yeah. two steps he and he was out of the room <laughs> you know? he is he is so so fast i know everybody probably tells you he's fast but he is faster than everybody tells you he is so. <laughs> that's well yeah look and uh, yeah, la galaxy learned uh, you yeah. know like uh, you know even a team that's out of the playoffs it doesn't mean that the team is not good uh, that's true and they and they and they clearly show well them. i'll say this as far as you uh 
uh, going forward. Hey, if Graham Zuzzi could do it, you could do it, all right? It's not just for the right winger. You get in there, bruh. We want to see a little Setsanovic scoring in the playoffs. I'll see what I can do. That's that's when, actually, not that I score a lot of goals, but that's when the majority of my goals have come in my career. So That's right. That's the important ones. Yo, you game time. You in the spotlight. You like let everyone else shine a little bit. But when the money's on the line, yeah. I'll be right there. This is American soccer. Regular season, never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of it. I'm a playoff player, baby. <laughs> well, listen, we uh, wish you the best with state soccer. Uh, you and, and Matt and uh, what was the other dude's name? Curly. Daniel Curley and Ryan Van Gothen. Yes, Ryan, right. Ryan, and and Daniel. I wish all you guys the best. And uh, where can people find it? Uh, you can go to states.soccer. Uh, there's no .com or in. Uh, on the internet and uh, we also have a, a couple pop-up shops that are going to be opening up here in the next month or so here in Kansas City so uh, it's been it's been exciting and uh, it's a lot of fun and I appreciate you guys appreciate you guys having us on absolutely that was a blast thank you so much all right best of luck oh, to, uh, I got one more thing for you sorry I I hope you guys know that we are two and oh when I get red carded so um, <laughs> just a little side note there well then for do it more often <laughs> yeah take a little vacation yeah do it more often just high five Peter Vermeer on the way out say you're welcome baby the streak continues <laughs> just every playoff game Seth is just mushing the ref <laughs> <laughs> yeah as soon as the first whistle <laughs> you just walk up to a mush and be like peace out thanks for the dub <laughs> whatever it takes to get the W <laughs> that's it baby well Seth this was an absolute blast thank you so much for coming on uh, thanks for having me guys have a good one alright take care Thank you so much, Seth Sinovic. What a wonderful interview. What a great dude. What a great human being. Thank you. Seth was mad chill, you know? Like, when we, so we spoke to his homie, right? We spoke to Matt Beasler. Matt, Matt was a little bit more, like, you can see the, the, the balance in that relationship, right? Matt, Matt was like the more, uh, the, the guy that, I, I could picture Matt Beasler giving out noogies, you know? And I could picture Seth Sinovic receiving noogies. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's exactly how I picture that relationship. <laughs> Seth is like the uh, oh come on, do we have to? You know, but they're like they they seem to have uh, you know fun, and this is kind of like why I love interviewing American soccer players because you really get like sort of behind when you see them on the field. They just always look so intense and 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 so uh, you know just always focused, and you never get to see what they're like when they're relaxed other than their friends or family. But we bring that to you. We bring you that content. We're not asking the That's same right. questions everyone asks. We, we out here finding out bring, the real. Yeah, we bring out that relaxed soccer player. You don't get that. <laughs> All right, they're real chill. Only the wags do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we give you an inside look at what they're really like. All right. Uh, so thank you again to Seth, uh, supporting Kansas City for helping make that happen. Uh, best of luck uh, to you guys in the playoffs. I know Seth is not going to be there in that first leg, but he'll be there in that second leg. And uh, and, and it's going to be great. So uh, who, who does supporting Kansas City play? Right. Uh, not, we should we know now. What are the what are the matchups? Oh, uh, uh, let me uh, look this up. It's yeah, a great yeah. question we could have asked uh, off air. Uh, give me <laughs> one second have... here. No, let's um, sort that out. Sporting Kansas City will be playing RSL. Uh, it doesn't say. Oh, RSL. does it? Yeah, yeah, RSL. They just updated it. So uh, they, they'll be playing RSL and and this and Western Conference. Seattle is going to be playing Portland. All right? So this oh, is, is going to be Cascadia. Cascadia, oh man, this is gonna be intense. So that's gonna that's a good that uh, RSL winning that game 
made the made that Seattle Portland uh, matchup possible. So, uh, so thank you, RSL, for uh, giving us a, a sweet old matchup that uh, for you know two teams that just who hate each other so much. Uh, it's, it's 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 so fun. So, God uh, bless yeah, so you. We have Columbus. <laughs> uh, Columbus against the New York Red Bulls and NYCFC against Atlanta. Um, this is uh, this is gonna be fun. This is a good uh, the, the issue. The biggest problem right now with MLS uh, is that we have these two games uh, in the next two Sundays, and then we have a we have an international break that always Ugh. ruins it <laughs> for uh, for all of us. You know, kills uh, all the momentum too. All this goodwill you've built through all the playoffs, you just shoot yourself right in the foot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but we deal with it. Uh, you know, American soccer uh, is great, and it is. There's no flaws, and we don't need to change a thing, right? Uh, so not <laughs> one thing. We love you just the way you are. Uh, so, guys, thank you again for listening to this episode, this special episode. Uh, and make sure if you want uh, to help uh, keep keep these things happening, join the Gully Squad, man. I mean, we we're trying to create a community of of people that can help. Uh, you know, hear the, the hear the curate the show and hear the stuff that they want. To hear about and and if you appreciate what we do uh and we want we want to give you uh, something a bit more tailored to uh what you're interested in and and then on top of that you know once you're in this once you're in this secret society of the gully squad uh, a secret facebook group you know you can uh talk to each other communicate and and chat it up get to know people from from other cities uh, you know like uh, the cool thing about what we've been doing is like uh, it, it's it's awesome when people uh you know we travel to one city and then another and then like you know on twitter people start communicating with each other and then like then then uh then they become friends and and all this other stuff and and you really start to learn how small this community is and how uh you know we can we can you know that rising tide lifts all boats and we can really do big things all together uh it's we're trying we are comedians uh who who love american soccer and we want to find people that that enjoy uh, humor and american soccer and enjoy those things together because it should be a part of the culture and gully squad is the place to do that it's the culture builder, really. We're bringing together the culture <laughs> that we're trying to build. So uh, join yeah. Gully Squad. Go to our website, SoccerCooligans.com. Hit join Gully Squad. A bunch of different levels. It would mean so much to us. All right. So thanks again uh, to all those Gully Squad members that already did sign up. You you guys help think make these things happen. Even you know we we don't get Seth on the show if we don't got the the support from you guys. So thank you again for that. Uh, so we'll, all right. Well, so we'll be back next week. As usual, on Wednesday, uh, make sure you, uh, again, subscribe to the show. The, uh, the YouTube channel as well, there's going to be more videos coming up. Uh, uh, the Mate video with Maxi Aruti uh, is coming up, and that's going to be exciting. And uh, and that's, yeah, and that, that's about it. All right. Um, so let's wrap up, Alexis. Uh, thank let's you again. For, My name is, oh, go ahead. No, no, it was just, I was just going to say thank you again for listening. Make sure you leave a five-star review on iTunes. Absolutely. My name is Alexis Guerreros. My name is Christian Polanco. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cool